Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 96. Tom Goes Cruising. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. I absolutely love the episode name. I, f- I figured that you would. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. I already said that. We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So continuing from the other week, we were, we were talking about your most recent Disney trip. We went through your Disney World experience last week. This week, we're going to talk about Disney Cruise. Everything that I've heard about Disney Cruises is that it is great for those with small children. I've, I've heard a lot of parents that have taken their kids on Disney Cruises and, and have had just a fantastic experience. I know that you guys used to do a lot of Disney cruises when you were growing up. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to kind of get your perspective on, uh, on, on the Disney cruise now. Before we get into that, uh, let's uh, go to the news. What do we got this week? We will – might actually hit – no, it won't hit all four parks. We'll hit three of the four parks, but here we go. Uh, starting at Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom was having some dessert party price hikes coming next year. Uh, Disney's Magic Kingdom's fireworks – Dessert Party will be getting a nice price hike uh, starting January 31st, 2020. The current price for adults is $84.50 for children. That'll rise to $99 for adults and $59 for children. For Plaza Garden Viewing, the current pricing is $69 for adults and $41 for children. That'll go up to $79 for adults and $47 for children. Does this make it less worth it? I, I We've had the debate and we've had listeners chime in, kind of their opinion. I think it's if it's worth it to you, that that's totally fine. I think it's what you what you need in your trip. You know, that's that if you can afford it, and it it, it is nice. You know, to, and and I've kind of noticed that where it's it's hectic to have to try and get your whole family together. And I realized that on my last trip, I went to get my wife a bottle of water and napkins and a fork for some, a snack she'd gotten, and I couldn't get back to them actually. So I we we watched the fireworks separate. So, but it's the theme. It's the theme around Disney. Price hikes, price hikes, price hikes. And we'll talk about that here a little bit uh, later in the news. Staying in Magic Kingdom, the moat around Cinderella Castle has been refilled. Uh, they've been widening paths there. And due to that work they've been doing, they did have to drain the moat, which is it's, it's kind of an eyesore when you go over that area. And it's not, uh, you know, the reflection of the castle on the, on the water there always looks pretty nice. So that has been refilled. I'm looking forward to seeing that on, uh, on our next trip because on our last trip, it was not filled. Yeah, it was. It's been kind of depressing seeing the moat without any water in it. Yeah, it's you're weird. right. It's kind of an eyesore. It's weird. Um, and then the there is a new Tomorrowland sign now at Magic Kingdom, as we mentioned on the podcast, and I'm sure you've seen at other outlets that the Tomorrowland sign was taken down, and it looked weird in person. I, I saw it in August. It looked really weird, but fortunately, the new Tomorrowland sign is back up at Magic Kingdom. It's a big arch that kind of says Tomorrowland. It's a little cleaner looking, in my opinion, and it feels good to have it back. Moving over to Epcot, taking the monorail ride over to Epcot, as Matt would like to say. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind vehicles have been unveiled. Disney has officially unveiled these Cosmic Rewind ride vehicles. Um, there, there's videos online. This has been rumored, but it now is is out there that this is an Omnicoaster and the vehicles are unique and that they can rotate 360 degrees and can even launch you in reverse, which I believe is going to happen. Pete and I have at least talked about this off air, but I just hope it doesn't spin you so quickly that you get sick. Yeah, I, I think, again, they're trying to tell a story with this. I think that you know, we're going to be kind of turned in the direction that Disney wants us to see, right? So I, I don't think you're going to be just spinning freely like the teacups. And I, I certainly don't think that people in the ride vehicles are going to have any control over how fast or how slow you're spinning. I think Disney's going to do that, and you know they're gonna they're gonna have all the control on this ride. I, I agree with you, but it, it would be kind of funny if you did. I mean, if it, if it was like a teacup, you would not get me on it. Moving over to Hollywood Studios, this is something that the riders will have control over. Uh, Smuggler's Run, obviously the new Star Wars attraction. Yes, yeah, Smuggler's Run that has been open for quite some time has added a new ranking system. We it's not really clear on the details of this, uh, so we're gonna experience it firsthand. And maybe I, we can ask some cast members what the old ranking system worked like so we have a better understanding of what the changes have been made. But as you know, this is something that we actually get a grade for your performance and you accrue credits. Unfortunately, these credits cannot be spent uh, that you accrue from doing various tasks or successfully flying the Millennium Falcon. 
I wish that were the case because then I think Pete now would probably use those credits toward a lightsaber or toward a drone. Or droid, not a drone. <laughs> Moving over to Disney Springs, this is a little concerning. <laughs> Free admission to NBA experience now available for cast members and friends and family. Uh, so Walt Disney World is going to offer the cast members free admission to theme parks and a certain number of admissions for family and friends. Uh, they, they've always done that. Uh, but beginning today, the cast members will now be able to take advantage of a new par- a new perk, free admission to the newly opened NBA experience. Complimentary admission uh, to the NBA experience does not count toward a cast member's allotted number of main entrance passes that they would accrue throughout the year. And cast members may redeem this offer once per day, as many days as they would like to visit before the end of the year. Blockout dates may apply, but have not been announced quite yet. So guests of the cast member must be present when redeeming this offer at the NBA experience window. If you're not going to go with a cast member, it's standard pricing is $34 for adults and $29 for kids. The only thing this tells me, Pete, is that there's zero traction. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, really, doesn't really bode well for the uh, NBA experience here, does it? I mean, it always kind of felt weird that it was going in. Now, I have watched videos of the NBA experience, and I, being a big basketball fan, I have an interest in going. And I probably will go at some point, but I have some friends that are cast members, and maybe uh, my some point will be going with them <laughs> one afternoon. Uh, going over to just some, I guess, general news and some resort news. Some of it's theme park related, so it, it's kind of all over the the, uh, the board. We'll start with probably the biggest piece of news, entertainment cuts coming this fall. And this is a big, broader topic that maybe we need to just dive into with a whole episode at some point. I talked about price hikes on the dessert party. We've discussed ticket price hikes, annual pass price hikes, experience price hikes. With these price hikes, it looks like several cuts will be coming because Disney's entertainment around the theme parks will be getting cut. Uh, the, Mum- the Muppets present Great Moments in American History will be getting cut. The Royal Majesty Makers will get cut. Uh, the Cars, DJ's Ready, Set, Party Time, Dance Party will be cut. The Incredible Super Shindig Dance Party in um, Hollywood Studios will be cut. And it looks like the most recent iteration of Move It, Shake It, Mouse Could Dance It will be scaled down in the next few weeks. And all of these will happen over the next few weeks. I, I don't have the dates, uh, but it seems like the new Move It, Shake It, Mouse Kit, Dance It will be offered twice a day. I will only be offered twice a day beginning early next month, whereas you had it multiple, almost too many times, in my opinion. But this is what happens when Disney outhits their coverage. Well, I, I guess the question is, is attendance down that much that they don't feel like it's worth it to be running these shows? And it seems like it is. I mean, this is what Disney said. They said they wanted, they had to raise prices to lower the amount of people in the parks for guest experience. And it, I think they just hit it too far. And that makes sense, right? I mean, you look at the conference call, right? Revenues are up, attendance is down. And and that's great for those of us that can afford it. But Disney's expensive, and it's it's just going to continue to get more so expensive and yeah it just it boggles my mind that here we are raising ticket prices and and cutting entertainment offerings right you would you would kind of expect uh these these raised ticket prices to increase the amount of entertainment offerings they had but i think you're right i think we need to dive into this at some point talk about the changes that have been made talk about pricing where it's been where it's come from but disappointing one one thing I'll add, and I got, and I don't remember where I read this. It's not my original idea. So if you've heard it elsewhere, maybe you can tell me where I heard it from. But for the great moments in American history, that's something. For example, Pete thoroughly enjoys. And every time that show goes on, you see a pretty big crowd watching it. And Disney's idea was that we're going to have this show. People will come to watch it, and then they'll just walk into the air condition and go watch Hall of Presidents. It didn't necessarily work like that. I mean, Hall of Presidents has a massive seating area where Disney should have entice people to come in what i think would have what they should do with muppets do that show inside as a pre-show do it inside the theater and let people sit down and watch it and i don't know how you you do that obviously with muppets but that's just one idea if they want to if they want that show to serve its purpose i guess but we'll dive into that in a full episode because we could i think pete and i could go back and forth on this and our opinions of it and, and maybe what we're seeing how disney's reacting with midday tickets and with that special deals and discounts and free dining. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that Disney's trying to entice people with. Uh, moving over to kind of some resort news now. I told you this, this, this portion of the news will be all over the place. Enchanted Rose Lounge to open soon at the Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. Earlier this year, Misner's Lounge uh, closed forever, and Disney announced they were going to retheme the space to a new Beauty and the Beast-themed lounge, which we knew would be called Enchanted Rose, and we had mentioned that 
on the podcast in the past. Well, this will be opening in just a few weeks. Yeah, the location will feature four unique spaces, and spaces inspired by the live-action Beauty and the Beast film. The lounge's signature bar will glow from the light of a golden chandelier that takes its inspiration from Belle's flowing ball gown. And there's quite a few uh, additional details on kind of the menu here. Uh, it'll have shareable bites. It'll have many smoked short rib sliders. Uh, it's kind of the, the one option I knew I would like. The beverage menu will have specialty Beauty and the Beast themed cocktails as well as spirits, beer, cider, and non-alcoholic options for guests of all ages. This is probably going to be a big, big success. Beauty and the Beast is rejuvenated with the live action film, which I thought was a really good film. This will be a big, big success. And I can almost honestly say I never spent much time in Misner's lounge at all. If I was going to a lounge, I was going to Trader Sam's. Uh, staying with the uh, last two pieces of news, this is more park related. Uh, the Skyliner hours. So as you know, Skyliner will be opening here at the end of September. I've seen Disney has released their first film with people actually riding it. And I, I'll be, I'll, I'll eat, I'll eat crow here. I mean, it looks like it's quite comfortable and there's a breeze uh, as people ride it. It is accessible uh, for anyone that may have challenges getting on. What they do is they, they dock a a gondola onto the side and it's stationary. And if you have wheelchair access or, or whatever, um, you know, ha- however your method of getting on would be, it's stationary. So you can take all the time in the world to get on. They'll hook you up. They'll send you send you on your way, and then they'll put another gondola kind of in the holding area, so you don't you don't feel rushed. I think that was one thing everyone was worried about feeling rushed, especially if you have strollers, if you have a wheelchair, scooter, whatever that may be. So Disney obviously did a good job there. Uh, but so the a- operating hours that we've seen, and they're a little bit scattered. We've seen October to December operating hours from eight a.m. to roughly midnight, but we've also seen where they said after Thanksgiving it would cut back to ten p.m. So. I think Disney's going to feel that out a little bit and how many people are taking the Skyliner versus the bus versus the minivans versus just flat out calling an Uber or driving themselves in. Uh, that'll probably be something Disney feels out. But I will tell you the video I saw during the daytime looks awesome. I will certainly be doing this on my October trip. And then I can only imagine what it would look like at night, especially if there are fireworks going off at a park somewhere, uh, which would certainly look cool. And then last piece of news Fuel rod kiosks are being changed. We brag about how cool this is. You buy a fuel rod for 20 or 25 bucks, I think. Pete, you can correct me on the price. And you can exchange it unlimited times, and you get a fully recharged fuel rod back so you can keep your phone battery uh, at 100% accessible the entire day. Well, they are changing the kiosks, which means they are removing the free unlimited swapping option, which makes me think at some point Disney's going to charge for this. I don't know what the charge is going to be. I, I'm sure other people and places charge for these, like an airport or, or Universal maybe, but Disney will probably be charging for the swap. Uh, because, I mean, I guess you do get to keep the fuel rod at the end of the day, uh, but but Disney will charge for the swap, and I, I bet it'll be a – I wouldn't be surprised to see it as high as $5 a swap, truthfully. But that's pure speculation. That's all I had for the news, Pete, unless you have anything you'd like to add. Nope, I think we're good. Uh, So let's pause for just a minute here to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. So let's talk about the cruise. First impressions, how was it? Better or worse than you remembered? Let's see. That's tough to Can I say different? I, I think that's fair. Yeah, let's say different. Let's say different than I remembered. Because I'm in a different age. I was 12 last time I did that. 
So just a totally different experience. Awesome though. Absolutely awesome. So it's, I'm, I'm assuming, I've never been on a Disney cruise before, but I'm assuming it is like everything else that Disney does, just way over the top and everything is kind of done to the max. Is that is that a fair impression of it? Yeah, I think, um, first off, let me tip the cap to Disney. I've done other cruise lines. My wife has, has done, recently done other cruise lines for a bachelorette party. Nobody better in the business in getting you on the ship in a timely manner, in an organized manner, getting your bags to your rooms and getting you off the ship. So kudos to Disney there. Uh, we went out of Port Canaveral and Disney has a facility there that they kind of load and hold everybody and they announce your family as you walk on. So those people are really busy all day long <laughs> announcing family names. <laughs> So basic overview before we get started and go into this, you guys left on a Sunday morning, is that correct? Left on a Monday morning. Monday morning. And and how many day cruise? Yeah, Monday to Friday. So we we, we boarded the ship around 11 a.m., 11.30, Monday morning. The ship departed at 4.30. And then we were, you know, we were back in the general vicinity of Florida Thursday. You know, if you look on Google Maps, the, the ship was just circling uh, one thing Disney does is they do keep moving. They don't just anchor down. And uh, they just circled the southern point of Florida the entire day at sea on Thursday and then got us back early Friday. So now as far as getting on, I know you guys drove from Orlando. Did you have like a reservation time that you need to be here at this time to get on the boat or how, how does that work? Yeah. So Disney Disney will say you can get on the boat by X time and you, you kind of pick early, late, whatever. And then they have group numbers. So we um here's my piece of advice a lot and i've done this as a family we've gotten there really early to get checked in and sit in the waiting area for a long time until 11 this time my wife and i got there at uh like 10:45 and everyone had already gone through the line so we walked right up got our name signed got our key to the world card your key to the world is everything on the cruise ship that's your credit card that's your room key that's your identification on and off so the similar ship. to what similar to what Disney World used to have yes. before Magic Bands. If, if you don't have that, you can't do anything. You can't get on the ship. You can't get off the ship. You can't buy anything. You, that's what you need. Uh, don't even worry about cash because that covers everything. And then uh, we were Group Seven, and they were they were boarding groups about every eight to ten minutes. They'd call a new group name. Maybe quick now, probably quicker than that. Probably every five to eight minutes. I mean, it was quick. And we went on as a family, and did a did a family picture, and within. I don't know, by 11.30, we were in a restaurant eating food. So, yeah, it's it's really awesome. It's really awesome how they do it. It's a ton of people that they move extremely efficiently, and I'm glad I don't have to worry about it because uh, what, what, they handle it for you. The only thing I would say as far as when you, when you board the ship, be prepared to kind of not have your luggage for a couple hours. That's typical of any cruise, but they will, um, you know, deliver your luggage to your room. I think they guarantee it by 3.30 or 4. So you're, you're about four hours without it. So if you want to pack a bathing suit, you know, there's there's towels there. Obviously, you don't have to worry about that. Or, or if you have medicine that you need to take, pack your medicine in your book bag and have kind of a carry-on. So so what's included in, you know, when you're on the boat, obviously, for a substantial amount of time, right? What is what is included? What are, what are you not paying for? You don't have to worry about a thing. I mean, you know, alcohol you're going to pay for. There are excursions you're going to pay for, but as far as food goes, as far as, I mean, down to the shampoo, conditioner, body wash, like all that's there, towels, you know, you, you do need to bring your own toothbrush and, and toothpaste, but it's it's pretty seamless. I mean, there, there's dry cleaning on the ship that you would have to pay for. Uh, there's laundry opportunities on the ship. If you, if you need that, you'd pay for that as well, but it's, you know, it's, it's everything's included. I mean, they do encourage you to tip at the end of your trip for your... Uh, folks that handled your your stateroom and and your waiter and waitress or or waitress team, um, which you're with every night, which is kind of unique. They travel to different restaurants with you, so you you get really familiar with them, and that's kind of cool. We had a really good relationship with our folks, but yeah, it's it's really it's awesome. Man. I mean, it reminds me of my honeymoon. We went to Sandals, and it was just you anything you want, whenever you want it. Twenty four hour room service. So talk about how that how the the waiter and waitress team works. So. You know, as as far as restaurants go, is there a set schedule that you have to go to this restaurant on this night, or do you make reservations, or how how does that work? So there are two reservation opportunities. You can do an early dining or a late dining reservation. Early dining is at five thirty, five thirty, five forty five time frame. Late dining is at eight o'clock. We did early dining, 
uh, for our group, and I've done it both ways. Uh, I'd probably say my personal preference is late dining in the past, but early dining was fine because it, then it gives you more time to, you know, experience things that are still going to be open on, on the ship. I guess the downside to early dining is you do go to dinner when the sun is still out. So if you're if you're trying to lay out or trying to be out in the pools in the sun, you're going to miss that opportunity. Um, and so Disney gives you a restaurant schedule, and you go to your first restaurant. The waiter, the wait staff, gives their full rundown of where you'll be the next few nights, what to expect, and then it's it's just ridiculous service. I mean, they, they to the to the point that they they will learn within the first night. Oh, this person likes decaf coffee two minutes after they finish their meal, and it's going to hit the table. Or for for example, I drank a lemonade every every meal. You know, they don't they didn't even ask my drink order. It was okay. I know Tom, and they knew my name. You know, I know Thomas wants a lemonade. Or or Caesar salad was not on the menu, but I ate a Caesar salad almost every night. They just went ahead and filled me in for a Caesar salad, like knowing I would eat a Caesar salad. So it's uh that that's the neat part of it. And then at the end, they they uh, I don't want to say entertainment, but they do. You know, they they're they're well equipped. They have they do magic tricks. They do, you know, puzzles. They do riddles, and we had a table of twelve. So they would typically set up the same riddle on both ends of the table before in between dinner and dessert. So we would try to kind of figure it out. And then if you know if some of them were were easy, some of them were really really difficult. And then you see the answer, and you're like, gosh, that was so easy. Should have thought of that. But yeah, it was awesome. We had a great relationship with them, and and one of uh, the the assistant waiter was actually it was his last week on board. So he hadn't seen his his five year old child in six months. So it was that's the stuff that you that you realize. I, I I can't emphasize enough if you go on a Disney cruise, understand these people work every day that for six months straight. There there's no break. When you get off the ship, there's another fam, there's there's another group of families getting on the ship. They never stop working. It is it is not um it's a thankless job. I mean I'm sure people don't treat them like they should be treated. These people give up six consecutive months without their families, and when you have kids, I mean, you're you're that's a significant amount of growth that happens in six months. And so our our um, you know, it was great to hear that our assistant waiter was getting off the ship on Friday with us, and I think our family was actually talking about meeting up with him in the airport uh, because they were both flying out of the same airport. So that's how close we got with him to give you an idea. Well, cool. And then so. You know, in in between meals, uh, I'm assuming you you have a restaurant that you go to for lunch and dinner. So the lunch, uh, there, there's a variety of places you can go. You can get a sit down lunch where you actually have a, and that would just be a random wait staff. You know, you could request your people, and and they're usually there. Um, or you can go to the buffet. I went to the buffet every day for lunch. I mean, when I say, and this is not like a Golden Corral or Ryan's buffet. I mean, this is crab legs, shrimp mussels, oysters, a ridiculous dessert spread, prime rib. Ch- I mean, it's anything you can think you would like to eat is on the buffet. Chicken strips and fries, which I made a, a, a pounding on. Uh, so there's, there's the buffet, there's the table service, which has a, a menu that you order from. And then there's also a pizza place that's open pretty much 24-7. And a, they called it like tomato uh, tomatoes from Cars Grill. It was burgers, hot dogs, chicken trips. I mean, it was like, you know, anytime. And then there's 24-7 ice cream as well for, for dessert if you want that. Okay. So there's a lot of options. So a lot of options available a, a lot of the time. Yeah, you're not. And, and then and then on top of all that, there's 24-7 room service. So while those while those um, kind of quick service pizza areas do close around 1 a.m., you can get full everything, full menu to the room, room service-wise, uh, any, any time of the night. So very much like, I mean – is typical on any cruise, right? I mean, that's that's pretty common on 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 any cruise ship. I, I don't know how. I mean, I'll tell you, my wife and I didn't order room service one time. My brother in laws didn't order room service one time. Uh, I, I will joke that we. I think they looked to see if you can get a six pack of beer ordered on room service. You cannot. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's it's you're you're eating so much that I don't know when you would need room service unless you just didn't want to go to a, a sit down dinner. You don't have to. I mean, there's no rule. Again, you don't have to go to a sit-down dinner and, and, and all that. So maybe – and I know, you know, my wife's uh, little cousin ordered a grilled chicken Caesar salad at like midnight one night for room service just to kind of – he thought it was – you know, he's younger. He thought it was really cool, so. But but good food, lots of it. and Yeah, I mean I, – I guess are there lounges or bars or that sort of thing scattered throughout the ship, I'm assuming, as well? There are. <clears throat> yep, they, they have them scattered throughout. There's adult-only lounges, of course. Um 
There's bars that are adult only. There's family oriented bars. You're not you're not going to go without food or drink. If you want to get an, a a beverage, an adult beverage, you can do it in the thick of all the families that are hanging out, and you can also do it in a quieter uh, area for just adults. And and I would say we at least walked into every lounge. We did not get a drink at every lounge, but we walked in. You know, exploring the ship, you see, you, you want to see everything. And I mean, it was it's Disney service. I mean that that's what that's where this cruise ship, this is where this cruise line separates themselves. It's Disney service. And, and if you listen to this podcast, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. I would tell you one, one neat thing about the, the drinks. They do a drink of the day, and that's chose, uh, that, that, that is chosen by the Disney uh, cruise line or cruise ship, including tip and tax. The drink of the day is 546 or something like that. They, they, they have it in the bulletin, which is really cheap for like a Bahama Mama or an island liquor beverage. They have beer specials as well. I would tell you one thing I regret when we and we can we can dive into it when we talk about Castaway Key, but there's a an opportunity when you walk onto Castaway Key to buy a cooler with bottled water. I assumed the price was just for the bottled water. You actually get to keep the cooler and the cooler's awesome. And we didn't buy it. Uh, my wife and I were kind of boogieing to go do something, but the uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend you buying this cooler because you can't get it anywhere else. You can't get it. I tried to buy it on the ship afterwards when I realized that it was something you could take home and keep. It's the perfect size cooler. Food and drink, I think we've covered to death. So what what goes on on the boat? I mean, you're on the boat for a significant amount of time, right? I mean, you're – because you're Castaway Castaway Keys one day. Is that right? Yeah. So, yeah, we did uh, two ports. We did Nassau in the Bahamas, and we did Castaway Key, which is Disney's private island that they do not own. I realized I found this out this trip. They lease – yeah, yeah. So – and and they, it will not ever be sold to Disney. They have a 99-year contract right now, and it's very lucrative for I guess the Bahamas to continue to. And they only they only have one third of the island, and Disney is is still their their goal is to buy the island. I mean that's what they ultimately want to do. But uh, yeah, so we did two ports call. You're on the ship a significant amount of time. I, I want to emphasize there's so much going on on the ship that you're going to be mad that you missed some things because you just have to. I mean, it's just, it's time. Um, to walk you through a typical day, you wake up, there's obviously a huge breakfast, same kind of deal as lunch. There's buffet options, there's uh, quick service options, and there's a sit-down option. And then the rest, of the, if you're a day of sea, there's putt-putt, there's golf simulators, there's basketball court, there's pools, there's water slides. And I mean roller coaster type water slides that shoot you back up. You know, not not just a little rinky dinky slide down slide. There are shows. There are they did a D twenty three expo while we were there. There are comedians. There are magicians. I mean, it's unreal. And then any Disney movie that's in theaters is on the ship. There's a there are multiple movie theaters, which is unbelievable to think about. There's shopping. There's a gym. They do they do fitness classes. They do health assessment classes. They have a, a full massage line. I mean, it's anything you could think of, it's there. And what what's interesting, so that this is one of the coolest things that Disney's done. They have a Disney Cruise Line app that you download before you go on the ship. It has your entire, it has the entire schedule of everything you want it, that, that you could do and you just favorite what you want and then it kind of shows up and builds your day schedule for you. And you're not signing up for some of this stuff. I mean, it's just, you know, walk in and go see it. But on top of that, there's a text message feature in there because you don't have phone service. And if you don't buy Wi-Fi, then you're not going to get iMessage. So the whole where are you at on the ship problem that used to happen, you don't have that issue on the Disney Cruise Line because <laughs> you text in that app. That is free to use on the ship with their Wi-Fi, and it pops up. So we had a, group, a family che- a text. We had you know, the, uh, the siblings text. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we... We did everything, and then and then the feature each night, there there is a play or a show or a movie. That's kind of the feature each night. And there's one that occurs at five thirty for the people that have the late dinner, and there's one that occurs at eight thirty for the people that have the early dinner. And are we talking like Broadway quality quality show or? Yeah, I would tell you the the Golden Mickey show is Broadway quality. There was another show. It was called Disney's Believe, and this is the problem you run into. There's that show, and then there's maybe other things you want to do, like, you know, 90s music trivia, Disney music trivia. I mean, all these things that we were 
we were trying to see. So uh, there's a Disney Belief show we did not go see. I heard that one was not very good. They showed The Lion King one night. And then they had a, it, it's the number one show on cruise ships. It's a, a live action Beauty and the Beast, a Broadway show. And they used projections. It's unbelievable. And the projections will, will simulate a little bit of, um, let's see, Bell's father running through the wilderness. So he's kind of running on stage and the projections are kind of steering him. That kind of stuff. Gotcha. So so it is a Broadway quality kind of pro- production. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 well regarded for a reason. It is packed out every showing. So and, and that's, that's the question I was going to ask is do these things, I mean, obviously they don't sell out, but do they get so full that pack out maybe you couldn't get into something that you wanted to get into so we never had that issue i would say they get so full that you can't sit with your party they do not allow you to serve safe seats so be, be aware of that uh they you know we save seats i'm not gonna lie uh but we had 12 people i mean it's hard to get 12 people in one place at the same time and and our family was typically first in line i mean we went straight from dinner to go wait in line for the shows so you're not getting you're not getting bored on this, there's plenty of stuff to do, and I guess you know how are the rooms? If you if rooms you, are small, are they? So if you if you didn't want to interact with people, if you just I don't I don't know why you would go on a cruise and not do all the stuff that's offered on the cruise ship. But the rooms are not, and and obviously look, it's going to depend on how much you spend, right? So I'm sure that there are different level state rooms depending on how much Absolutely. you spend, but. The room is is just a place to sleep more than anything else, right? It's not like you're in, in – unless you're spending a ton of money on a room, you're not in a luxury resort, right? Yeah, I would tell you – so with our situation, we were fortunate enough that my wife's family took the entire family on a trip. So, right, we're not – we certainly were we, – we, they could have put me – they could put me in the hallway and I would have been okay. Um, I would tell you that we were on an inside stateroom, which means we don't have a balcony or a window view. But what Disney does is they have a virtual port. A hole. magic port or whatever they call it. And and so it's a camera that you can see during the day. And if you if you're in the room for an extended period of time, you will notice Disney characters pop up in your portal or your porthole rather. And then at night it, it does it does shut off uh, because it, obviously your camera would just be looking out into the ocean. And uh, we were on the eighth floor, so we were actually in a good location as far as where you want to be on the ship. But it was uh, I mean the staterooms are small. I mean I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to mislead anyone. If you get an in, inside stateroom, I'll put it like this. You and your wife or you and your kid probably can't be in the bathroom at the same time or, or in the clo- like looking in the closet at the same time. If someone's looking in the closet, you're not going to be able to get out of the room at that point. I mean, it's, it's tight corridors, but it's a cruise ship. I mean, that's what you expect. Absolutely. The only time we were in the room was to sleep and then before dinner, to get ready for dinner. And then depending on what we did after dinner, we played a ton of putt-putt. Uh, we thought it was really fun. We would often change out of our our more formal clothes into something, you know, you know, maybe shorts or you know, in a t shirt, something you could go get at, or a bathing suit and go back swimming or something like that. Uh, so yeah, it was. I mean, that I, I would I'd just be prepared for smaller state rooms and understand that you're going to have to kind of work as a unit to move around the room. You know, I typically would shower first, get out of my wife's way so she could get ready, and then, you know, you do have a TV in your state room. It has every every channel you, that Disney would would own. There's Fox News, and then you have unlimited Disney movies as well for free. So you can go to their kind of their um, on demand section, I guess, and watch Disney movies. And, the, and they have a, a cruise information. You can watch cruise cameras. So they have cameras set up around the ship. You could watch 24 seven if you wanted to. Uh, and then you could just they, they have a channel that runs all day that tells you activities that are on the ship. But again, and, why and, why are you going to sit in your stateroom and, right. and 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 do all this when there's so much going on on the boat? One thing I would highlight is we talked about Disney for the non-Disney. The Disney cruise does not shove Disney down your throat. I mean, there were 70s trivia, there was 70s music trivia questions, there were 80s music trivia nights, there were there's karaoke for adults, there's 90s music trivia. There are there are of course Disney trivias and Disney bar crawl type stuff, but there's alcohol tastings. There's, I mean, it, it's, it doesn't have to be Disney if you don't want it to be Disney. For example, I mean, it was what I'm trying to say on a cruise. You don't have to be all Disney all the time. Makes sense. All right, so let's talk about where you, where you guys stopped off. Uh, Castaway Key is, you know, it's referred to as Disney's private island, and so there, there's, you don't stay there, correct? You and and the cruise ship docks, and you get off, and you spend the day there. 
Yep. So one one thing to point out about Disney's quote unquote private island, it's the only private island in the cruise industry that has a dock. Everyone else, you get you have tendered. to tender in. Yeah. Right, which is a big deal because we had horrible weather at Castaway Key. So uh, if you wanted to hop back on the ship, you certainly could have. It's gorgeous, and the nice thing about it, everything's included. You're still on Disney, so you're talking food, desserts, drinks. I mean, everything is right there at your fingertips. Uh, we we did purchase two excursions here. We purchased the all-day snorkel and bike rental, which uh, we biked probably, I think, a, a course that was about three miles, which is nothing on a bike, and and went and, and explored some of the island. There, I, I recommend if you're going to go to the adult portion, either get the bike or just take the tram, the adult portion of Castaway Key. We didn't visit there. Uh, part of our family did, part of us didn't. And I found out later they were serving New York strips and ribeyes there. <laughs> And we, and, we and, ate and that is that is included in your that's included, uh, yeah, in your cost, correct? I actually thought my father in law was kidding when he told me that. I, I said, "Okay, you're just yanking my chain." He's like, "No, seriously." I mean, I, I ate multiple steaks, so uh, that that's something to be aware of. Don't don't miss out on that. And then the snorkel course. If you are not a strong swimmer, do not. I do not recommend the snorkel course because it's a ways out there. Uh, there is you can obviously snorkel in the shallows, but if you want to see what Disney is actually put in around the island to attract different types of fish and sea turtles and stingrays. It is a long swim. You can look at it online if, if you if you don't want to take my word for it. I would say both my wife and I would be considered strong swimmers. And it I mean it's a you know it, it it takes some time. Now we did go all the way out there. There are lifeguards there. I, w- I would say one one in our group um, had some complications with their snorkel gear getting back in and a lifeguard actually swam swimmer in. But it, it just and, and you're totally safe. I mean, Disney's Disney's watching you. You're not out there and you don't have to worry about anything. I mean, if you if you're struggling, just raise your hand and a lifeguard will swim right over to you and take you out right out of the water and put you on a surfboard. But it, it, it you you do I just don't want you to waste the money, basically. I don't want you to spend the money and then not see anything. You need to be a strong swimmer if you're gonna spend the money. So besides the snorkeling, what I mean, what other excursions? You've got a jet ski excursion. Oh right? man, there's there's a ton. There's jet skis, there's paddle boats that are actually the they're tricycles. They're massive. Um, there's scuba diving. There's fishing. We did parasailing as well. That was the other excursion we purchased. Here's my advice on parasailing. They they don't let so you have to pay admission to get on the ship on the boat. They don't uh they don't let anybody hop on for pictures or something. But they are open to you tipping them and you go up a second time, <laughs> or or they leave. Yes, and we didn't do this. We we took our my wife and I went up together. We did our one trip and it was awesome and. I've done parasailing before. She had not, but it, it's, I highly recommend it. But there was another group on there and the way they were split up, they had, uh, it was two women and then, and then a, a younger girl. And one of the women was going to have to go alone. And they said, Hey, can I take, you know, it was like a 12 year old girl. Can I take her again? So she can go a second time. And the guy said, well, no, we, you know, you'd have to pay for her admission a second time. And then the guy said, but if you tip us well, we'll throw her back up there. So I think they threw them forty bucks and put all three of them back up there again, which didn't it didn't bother me in the slightest. I can't speak to other people on the sh- on the boat. My wife actually had talked to this this family and was taking pictures for them. So I I thought it was cool. I mean I, I sat there and thought if I had cash on me I'd throw forty for for my wife and I to go back up because it's one hundred and ten a person for one trip. So forty for a second trip's nothing <laughs> for two people. So uh, but yeah, there's there's tons of tons to do there, and then there's food. As I mentioned, there's characters to meet, and they are in there. Disney Cruise Line attire. There is a kids area. If you if you have little ones, they can be with Disney cast members all day. You there can is, you can you can bike around, right? You, you can, can bike around. Bikes and bike yep. around. Uh, there's bars. There's, yeah, I think so, there's several restaurant locations, right? Yeah, there are, and they actually have a pretty good. If you're a beer drinker, they have the the cooler thing I hinted at. It was. I want to say it was twenty two bucks or twenty six bucks for a six pack, and you get to keep the cooler, which isn't that bad on vacation. Um, we we didn't do it, but but uh, yeah, that was that was an opportunity. I think they were selling. Um, they had a twelve a twelve pack deal. You paid for eight and got twelve or something like that. So I mean, there. I mean, if you if you're trying to drink on the island, that's not a problem at all. And then the drink of the day also applies there as well. If you and want then that. there's also there's also water slides, yep. right? Yeah, no, it's it's fully equipped for every age. Volleyball, tetherball. I mean, there's 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 all kinds of stuff to do here, and then I think there's live entertainment there too, right? Um, 
I, so I didn't see any live entertainment, but it doesn't mean it wasn't there. It does not mean it was not there. But yeah, so that that was probably the highlight of the ports. The other port we stopped at was Nassau. Again, same kind of deal. You can book excursions. We chose not to. We actually walked through the city and went to a, a, a public beach, which which it's I say it's it's safe. You know, I don't recommend going alone just because you're in a new place and you, you don't want to get lost. But it is safe, and once you get there, you'll realize that the Carnival Cruise people are there too, because Carnival is, it was there in Royal Caribbean. A lot of people walk to this beach, so you're not you're not going to this beach where where you have to worry about anything. I will tell you, you're going to pay the tourist prices. I mean, there's cheaper places to go probably if you stop at a bar, but they know that these are cruise tourists, and the bars located on this beach would be like a Margaritaville or a Senor Frog. I mean, they're, they're not going to be. So they're tour they're touristy expensive for sure. Yeah, bars, they're touristy yeah. expensive. The service is fantastic. You don't have to worry about anything. I mean, we paid in cash, but people were paying credit cards, no problem. You don't have to worry about any of that. And, and I mean, it's fun. I mean, they they have fun games. They they definitely play into the hands of. The, I mean, they understand it's tourists and they they play it up pretty well. But it was it was a good time. And I'm sure they have you know same excursions, same activities, all all that kind of stuff is is going on. But again, this is not a Disney owned, right? So this is this is a mix of people. So it, it doesn't have that Disney touch, like yeah, correct. I mean, you're you're dealing with third party companies that are hired by Disney, so they're, they're not Disney employees. But we we walked to the beach, so there was no charge to do that. There are taxis that you can take to the beach. I don't recommend it, just because I, I they're not Disney taxis. It's not a minivan, so you know I would I would walk. You're much safer doing that, and uh, we had a good time. Uh, you know, I I, I think. Make sure to keep an eye on the time, wear a watch or, or keep your phone on airplane mode and make sure you know what time it is because di- you will get left if you don't get back on the ship in time. You know, we typically plan to get, get back on the ship two hours early in case there was a line or in case there was any issue or, or whatever. And uh, you don't have to get off uh, at the port. A lot of people stayed on the ship. My father-in-law stayed on the ship and the ship is obviously abandoned during this, this point and everything is still open and functioning. So you don't have to get off. If you don't want to, we, we actually went back for lunch is, is what we, a late lunch is what we went back for in Nassau. And I mean, no issues at all. Went back, took a shower, grabbed lunch and actually started enjoying the pools and the hot tubs. And again, there's still things happening that are included on the ship then. So went to shows, went to movies, whatever you want to do. Very nice. And then, and then you're back on the boat, headed, headed back in. Yes. Yeah, I'm, so I'm the, assuming more of the same. Yeah, the day of the sea, the day at sea is my favorite. It's always been my favorite because I always think the ships have so much to explore. There, um, the water slide is called the Aqueduct. I'll, I'll go ahead and kind of dive into that a little bit. It's themed around Donald, which is appropriate, and it is if you've been to Typhoon Lagoon and ridden what what would be considered their roller coaster water slide. It's it's very similar. My wife and I rode it together. We waited about twenty minutes. The day at sea, that line's an hour. I mean, you're it's it's like a ride at Disney World. Uh, when you when you hop on the ship early from a port, you can you can get on it pretty quickly. I would say it's worth about a twenty to thirty minute wait, especially for your first time. We rode it once and and decided, you know, if we had kids, we, yeah, I mean, kids were on it all day, and that's fine. I mean, that's great. It, it's a fun. It's fun. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, but it, it is, you know, they they're obviously very conscious about safety. You, the, the water slide does go on the outside of the ship. So that's kind of cool. It's a totally clear tube. So you're kind of hanging off the ship. And because of that, because it is a roller, I mean, someone could fall off a tube and you're safe, but they put one through at a time. So it's about a two minute ride and they don't put a second one through until that person gets out of there inner tube at the bottom of the slide. So it's a slow throughput. I mean, they don't get a lot of people moving, but just be prepared. I highly recommend it. I would not do it right when you get on the ship because the line's crazy and I would not do it the day at sea. I would, I would come back early from Nassau or something like that and then do it, I'd do it then. It's just like at Disney World, right? You don't want to spend all day waiting in line. There's so much else going on right. to, to yeah. do. That, yeah, spending an hour or an hour and a half or whatever waiting in line for this just – it doesn't make sense, especially when, like you said, you can come back early and, and wait almost no time for it. So Yeah, and I mean there, there's multiple pools. There's hot tubs. There's plenty what, of lounge what deck, chairs. What deck were you guys on? So we, we stayed on deck eight. Okay. And 
most of the outdoor stuff happens deck 11, 12, and 13. Most of the indoor entertainment is deck four and five. Okay. So that that's where you're going to pretty much live. I mean, in between there, it's a lot of staterooms. Uh, and then one of the, I guess one of the cooler things, there's a, there's a scavenger hunt on board. And there's three different paths, I guess, you can, or three different storylines you can take. Our last night, we did one of the three, and I wish we would have done all three of them. Because it sends you around the ship, and it's totally free of charge. And you're, you're solving a mystery. And it takes you, it, it does a really good job of taking you around so you see a lot of things and cool little Easter eggs, I guess you'd call them on the ship. But it, it's interactive pictures. So to the normal adult walking by, it looks like a picture. When the, ki- when the, when the kids actually have the, the key in their hand and they put it, it's, it's, like, um, it's like in Magic Kingdom where they have the card deal. And I can't remember, the name's escaping me. The sor- Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. I Correct. So the, the picture will interact with you if you have the correct key card to kind of hold up in front of it. And so it's it's a live live action. It's a TV screen, basically. We did one of those that night. You know, it's, it's open 24-7. You can do it any point on the ship uh, at any time. Tons of families did this on the day at sea, and that's what kind of prompted us to do it because you're looking for things to do. Well, and I, I mean, I, I've heard the ship is just beautiful. Like, And, and there are those... You know, like Disney tends to do, there are tons of hidden things to see. There's, there's tons of stuff to see and tons of stuff to do just all over the ship. So one thing I noticed, and I'm and I'm not knocking other cruise lines, but every time we went to port, Disney was repainting, they were cleaning, they were fixing, they were taking off lifeboats and making sure they run efficiently. And you look at it like a carnival, for example, it looked just banged up. I mean, it just... It just looked like it wasn't well taken care of. And my wife recently did a carnival cruise and had a lot of fun. So I'm, it's still a really fun cruise ship. There are some differences. But the Disney difference, I mean, definitely applies to the Disney cruise. You do not have to have kids to enjoy this. It, it's it's just a, it's an unbelievable experience that is, it, it kind of meets everyone's needs. You know, and, one it, th- and it costs as much. It, it, you know, it the cost is set accordingly, right? I mean, it's expensive. I I've kind of been looking. I priced a cruise out for my wife and daughter and newborn daughter and I you know, in a year, and it's six thousand dollars for for the four of us for a for a four, four night cruise. Where something like a carnival, you know, you could do it for half that price easily. Yeah, twenty five hundred probably. You know, it is it is expensive. And we were fortunate enough to to go with family who who was generous enough to take us. You know, it's something my wife and I probably could not afford to do right now. But it's man, it's good. I mean, it's it's really good. And and I can't I can't compliment Disney enough for what they do on the ship to make sure you're comfortable. And and it's just, it's the kind of stuff like I mentioned early in the intro. They don't have Caesar salad on the menu any night, but they they make you a Caesar salad. Like it, it's just that you know some they easily could have told me nope not on the menu don't make it and I wouldn't have I just would have been like oh, okay I wouldn't have even been mad at them I would have just said well it's not on the menu but then now I remember the fact that they're oh yeah it's not on the menu but if that's what you want we'll make one for you and I know I know Caesar salad's simple but that's the kind of that's the kind of step they take you know it was if if um, you were going out on a limb and ordering an entree that maybe you wouldn't like they would proactively say, well, what do you know you would like on the menu? So we'll have that made as well, in case you don't like this one. It was not uncommon for people at our table to order three entrees. Now, I will say our table did a good job of making sure we ate these. It's a little disappointing to see some people's tables where they order everything and don't eat. A lot of it, that's just wasteful. But our table did a really good job of of eating these, and our waitress would be totally straight up. She would go over the menu and say, "This is guests do not like this dish. So you wouldn't order it, right? I mean, this is my favorite. This is the most popular. She had basically a rundown each night of each salad, soup, appetizer, entree, dessert. Here's what guests don't like. Here's what guests do like. Here's what I like. And so you appreciate that honesty. So so very much Disney cast members on, no, on a Disney cruise. No like, doubt about no, it. There's no question that that's, that's what they are. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And and uh, every every person you met on the cruise was like that. And- you know, walking through the day, like, so So Monday, obviously, we, we left. Tuesday was Nassau. Wednesday was Castaway Key. Thursday was Day at Sea. Never, ever was I bored. If anything, I felt like I couldn't fit every all the opportunities and, and things on, on to do. I couldn't, I couldn't fit everything in the day. One thing that, to make note of, when you go to ports, 
sometimes the hours will change. Like, they're a little different for some of the op- things on the ship. Where the day at sea, when you when you open your eyes, everything's open pretty much. So putt putt is one that comes to mind. It, it opened typically in the evening for days at, uh, when you when you were or later at like ten a.m. I think it was open like six a.m. or something. The day at sea, my brother in law and I went and had a a putt putt competition, a hole in one competition. I think. Which is which is stupid, but it's fun, right? I mean, it's yeah, you're just messing around and and exploring the ship, and you know we played basketball one morning, and that's always fun because the wind definitely impacts how the basketball will you know when you go to shoot. So yeah, it was uh, it was just an awesome time. My only my only negative comment is that the D twenty three Expo did not release all the news I was hoping they would. It was <laughs> much more of what Pete and I already already have shared on the podcast, but uh, yeah. You know, and there's no casino. If you've done a cruise in the past with the casino, that's typically dedicated to like a, a the middle of the ship on, on like a floor five or, or something like that. No casino here, which you would expect on a on a Disney cruise, right? That's not exactly what they're going for. Uh, now I'll tell you one of the funnier things. So there was nightly karaoke. There was an adult karaoke, and then there was a family karaoke. And there was this one family. They must have they must have lived in karaoke. They must have never left the room because every night. We went the first night, and they were atrocious singers. And they had tons of kids and tons of people. I mean, they were constantly up there singing. And every time, the really, really bad singer would do a duet with every person. And I, I looked at my wife the third night. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I'm, I'm done with this. I cannot sit here and listen to them sing again. Because it was every song, they were, they were somehow they got their way. And, and even the Disney cast member said, you know, if you've ever, if you've sang before, we're not going to, put you to the top of the list because you know, you want everyone to sing. I mean, I could tell they were getting annoyed. So the family started signing up names that had never sang and then putting the bad singer up there like with them. The adult karaoke was awesome. It was in a bar. It was 18 and older. Disney, Disney, one thing they do, Disney does check for that. So if you don't think because you're a parent and you can take your kid in there because it's your decision. No, no. Disney will tell you and the, and the child you have to leave. It's 18 older for a reason. There's different music. I'll put it like that. <laughs> so that was something. And then we did every trivia opportunity we could. And as much Disney as I think I know, and Pete probably thinks he knows, there's people that know more. Uh, for example, we we came in third in like every Disney trivia because there was this one girl who knew everything. I mean, she knew everything. We should have hired her for the podcast because- Oh, and you were you were texting me during trivia too. I was So I could iMessage Pete with the free Wi-Fi and- it was Disney music trivia, and so they'd play like a three or four second clip, and then you had to guess the song and the movie it came from. And this, you know, I think we got there. There was forty potential points, so twenty questions, two points question. You know, we were like, I don't know, thirty-two out of forty or twenty-eight out of something really strong. The one, the girl who won was thirty-nine out of forty. That's we crazy. A, we did a '90s music trivia, same kind of thing. We were like thirty-three out of forty. The girl who won was thirty-nine out of forty. Like it, we we were always. I felt like we did really well, but but. In the end, we had a ton of fun doing it, and it's 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 quick. Like it's thirty minutes, and the, and then something else is going to come into that bar area or that lounge, and you can stay for it, you can leave for it, you know, whatever. It was it was good. I mean, I it, let me tell you, it, I miss it. I miss it. Now, the question was posed to me after the cruise: Do I like Disney World or Disney Cruise more? It's a really tough. It's tough. They're totally different. Well, I mean, it's it's just relaxation, right? I mean, there's and I, I'm really guilty of this. To me. Disney World is not a relaxing vacation, right? I mean, I'm I'm up early, earlier than a lot of people. I'm constantly on the move. You know, you're on this cruise. Yeah, there's a lot to do, but I don't know. It just it just seems like it's it's more relaxation mode than Disney World is. So yeah, very different, uh, very different trips, but never a dull moment, right? I mean, you weren't ever bored or looking for something to do. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, outside of the aqueduct, you're not waiting in line for stuff. Like, and, and you're you're one step away from air condition. It, but you're moving on a cruise ship, so you're on the deck, and it's it's not. It's breezy. It's breezy. You know, another thing that I just think is, I don't know how it works because I'm sure there are not good people that go on these cruises. You can leave your bag in a, a chair for an hour, and no one's gonna touch it. Like, and I don't know if Disney. I mean, if they're just around and watching for that kind of stuff, but. We never had any issue leaving our bag. I mean, I'm talking, you know, nice sunglasses, cell phones, wallets. I mean, no one's going to, because they can't do anything with your key to the world carding. I mean, I guess they could, but you would quickly realize, you know, it's not like a magic band where you have the fingerprint. There's no fingerprint with the key to the world, but um, it, it's just, 
it's the it's the the culture that Disney has built. And they even say, like, leave your stuff around. You know, we hope we have great people on the ship. So I mean you you almost feel the guilt, you know, you would never take something. And the only the only I guess the only complaint that I heard on our end for the day at sea, it was very, very sunny that day, and they're the shaded seats go quickly. Yeah. And which to be expected. So if you, you know, my wife can sit in the sun all day, so it wasn't a big deal for us, but some of our family did reserve shaded seats for themselves. And when I say reserve, I mean, they went up there at 7am and put their stuff on the seat and, you know, and, and once you pull your stuff off and go eat lunch, those seats are going to be gone. If you leave your stuff there, nobody should take the seats. I mean, it's, it's pretty understood, but, uh, that was the only, you know, Castaway Key, I recommend getting there early because you can get shaded seats there as well, where you can kind of have the option of sun or no sun. We had a party of 12 sit together everywhere we went. So if that gives you an idea of how how fortunate and easy it can be to get seats, you know, that that's a good example. But yeah, it's a it's a ton of fun and Pete, you're right. There's a lot to do. You're never bored, but you're not rushed. That's the way to put it. You're not rushed. If you miss something, oh well. You know, if if you uh if you walk into something late, it's usually okay. You know, people came in late for trivia, not to no one's out there like competitively trying to win, just to come in late and play for the last couple minutes. Well, I, you know, every everybody that I've talked to that has gone on a Disney cruise has very very positive things to say about it. You know, other other than the price, obviously that's a uh, it's a big factor because I mean it is substantially more than than any other cruise. But I think the quality of the product that you are getting from Disney kind of makes up for that, right? So yeah, it's it's expensive, but you're right. I mean, you're getting the Disney the Disney quality there. You know, if, if we we actually drove our own personal car there, but there is a Disney Cruise Line bus that'll take you there uh, if you're staying on resort or flying in, I believe, that you can sign up for. Uh, so that that does save you some money. Now it does. You're at the mercy of that bus for getting out of there. But yeah, it's a Disney difference, and you're kind of sad when you leave. I mean, you really make a connection with some of the cast members, which is Disney's whole ultimate goal, right? I mean, they're there to <laughs> become friends with you and. I mean, I highly recommend it, especially if you have family, if you have kids, there's a ton to do. One thing that I, for parents that listen, uh, one thing I thought was really, really good is they do not let any people under the age of 18 leave or board the ship without an adult that is in their same stateroom. So while I think that's, well, I think that's important, you know, even if, 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 for for an example, if my wife and I had a kid and we stayed in separate staterooms, I wouldn't even be able to bring my own kid on if I was not in the stateroom with him or her. And I think that's important for families to understand the safety for their kids. And then kind of on, along the same lines of that, when Disney's their kid center, the kids have like this little magic band that they scan in and out of. The parents have to get them in and out of this. So it's not like you can drop your kid off at the kids area and then they scan themselves out and go under the ship. That's not going to happen. So you can rest assured, uh, and, and it's not you don't have to do that if you're a child. You know, some we had a, a younger one in our group. He didn't want to do any of that. That's totally fine. You know, I do recommend you stay with your child. You know, don't let them just go crazy on the ship. But because we certainly saw that too, right? Parents that probably <laughs> didn't give a rip, and kids were running around acting like psychos. But yeah. All right. Well, any any uh, anything else on the cruise? No, I, I think that's. Uh, I think that's it unless unless there's something you think I've missed. I know you and I have talked about it already. All right. Well, uh, so let's go to the uh, trivia question and secret of the week. What do we got this week? All right. Starting with our secret of the night, then we'll hit trivia from last week and trivia this week. Secret of the night. I almost wish we would have done this as trivia because this one, I, Pete, neither Pete nor I knew the answer to this. But anyway, here we go. Did you know there's only one nation or region whose name is actually written out anywhere in the It's a Small World attraction? If you look carefully, you will find a small hat with the name Mexico written on it as you venture through the South American portion of the ride. I don't, I've never have, have I guess, noticed. Yeah, never really paid attention to this. Uh, certainly never noticed it, but uh, yeah, apparently it's Mexico. Uh, moving to the trivia question of last week, we had how many branches are on the Swiss Family Treehouse in Walt Disney World? I think Pete's guess was like 29 or something. It was like 12. I, I was 12. way off. Even worse, there are 600 branches, and I don't think we had one single correct answer on this, which is probably a first, but it makes me feel good because it makes me know that you guys aren't just Googling the answers and sending them over to us. Uh, but I, I'm sure we'll have some correct answers on this one, especially uh, if you have been to Disney World before 96, been to Epcot before 96. So here we go. What original Epcot attraction used the song, 
it's fun to be free. Uh, the attraction, the hint is, it obviously closed in 96. It's no longer there. And I can't give you any more hints past that because if I give you the next hint, you definitely would know what it was. So I'll ask the question again. What original Epcot, Epcot Center attraction used the song It's Fun to Be Free? You can tweet us at Mendu WDW Podcast or email us at Mendu WDW at gmail.com with your, uh, with your guesses. And then one, one note I'd like to add at the end of the episode here, uh, Pete and I will actually be going down to Disney where when this episode releases. It's releasing a little bit late uh, this week, but we'll be heading down to Disney and we'll not have an episode next week. So that would be uh, Tuesday, September 24th. We will not have an episode release, uh, obviously because we'll be at Disney all weekend. And then coming back in October 1st, we'll have one highlighting the, the, the trip and diving into that Galaxy's Edge and everything else we find ourselves into or stumble into. All right, that's all we have for this week. Please tune in in two weeks for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at WDW Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at WDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>